What's up, guys? Welcome back to Pro Talks by me, Moali. This is episode 21 with Caleb Patterson Swell, former pro goalkeeper of Toronto FC. Hope you enjoy. How are you? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. Good to see you. Likewise, how's everything? All good, man. Oh, the kids there too. How are you? How are you, Mo? Uh There you go. Now you had your two minutes. All right, good. Okay. You wanted to come and see what it was all about. Nice, man. Good to see you. How's everything? Good, good. Just at home, you know, the usual. Yeah, you you uh you bored yet? <laughs> yeah, man, that's tough. I'm sure you're more bored, you know, not on the pitch. Yeah. I tell you what, I've got the, the little man here, he keeps me running around the house uh yeah. more than anything. But yeah, it's kind of it's crazy. There's nothing nothing to uh to really do from a social aspect other than just kinda hang out. You're just trying to find ways to, to keep busy like everybody else. So uh I think everybody's yeah. the same right now. Yeah, man. Well thanks for joining us. Thanks for having We're me. Get to know a bit about you this time. Yeah, tables are turned. Uh, Good. Let's do it. So, just tell us how did you start your uh, career, where you grew up, and what country you were born? Yeah, so born uh, in the states, um, and then I grew up in Australia mainly uh, when I when I was younger, um, and I grew up actually in kind of like a rural area of Australia uh, called Gatton in Queensland, which is a really small kind of place. So most people wouldn't have heard of it. Um, and there was next to no soccer football going on there. Um, and we were really big in traditional sports in Australia, like rugby and cricket and those sorts of things. And that's what I played at a young age. And, um, and so then, um, one day my friend who was my best friend, he sort of said, Hey, my club team needs some, some more players. Would you like to play? So I went across there and uh, I had, I just played it at school. Um, and then the coach was like, hey, we really want you to play, whatever. And I started off playing like left back or something like ridiculous. And then uh, the following week, he was like, just come stay at my house for the weekend. And, uh, and that's okay. He said, oh, but I've got a soccer tryout for like a select team. Um, and it's going to take like two hours, but it's free. Why don't you just come along and like do it? It's just like free training or whatever. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I'm not really into soccer yet. So let's, let's see. Yeah. We got there and his dad's like, no, just do it, do it. So they, the coaches said, like, to make this team, if we tap you on the shoulder, you got to go and sit down. That means we don't like you at that position. If you play, uh, you know, a, a good period of time, then we're kind of looking at you at that position. It was just like within the first 10 minutes, left back, yeah, no, tapped on the shoulder, sit down. You play anywhere else? Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I play midfield, tapped on the shoulder, sit down. Striker, <laughs> same thing. Whereas goalkeeper, though, they left me there. And that really is kind of how all this craziness started is just – by the just by by luck um playing goalkeeper and um kind of snowballed from there played from the, a, a really really small team called um i think they're called the gatton redbacks at the time um and then we just kept going and kept going and slowly climbed the ladder and then over a period of time here we are so uh yeah kind of crazy amazing man crazy yeah, journey it was, it's kind of a cool story but uh but yeah it's it's uh, long-winded Nice, nice. Now, you've played in Portugal and in the States. What was the difference for you? Um, I would say Portugal's, um, yeah, I guess if you look at the culture standpoint, they, they really, um, soccer is, you know, we hear soccer is more to a, than a game to some people, and that really, really um, is the case. I remember I was in, um, after a, a game we had lost in uh, Julie Cent, 
and we were new to the team. I moved from Vittoria Tsutubal to, to Julie Sen. We lost and we went, went to the, like this restaurant and we just sat there and sat there and sat there and nobody would come to take our order. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, this is ridiculous. Um, and it took forever. Like we'd call people like, hey, hey, and they just walk right by you. And I mentioned it to the guys in the locker room, like after, like, yeah, man, after a game, like in the city, I'm not going to be the friendliest people when you go out to eat. You should just move to a different city. So we did. Um, so that shows like, you know, in, in Europe, um, you know, they, they wear their heart on their sleeve for their, for their team. So that'd be the first thing um, that would be different. Whereas here, you know, we enjoy sports. We're a sporting country um, and we, we have, you know, fans, but nothing to the extent where, you know, uh, they really, I don't think we really feel it as they, you know, that's like generation upon generation. I, and again, some people say I'm wrong, but I just don't feel the soccer side, at least in the, in the States, um, we, we kind of, su we support it, but not um, how they do. You know, we support the major league teams, whereas over there, there's people that will turn up to like a third division game every single week with like 500 people. And that's their Manchester United in their eyes, you know? Um, and then on the playing side, the MLS is a very, very good league. Now um, it's progressed every year. Uh, and now you're seeing some really, really big time players coming back uh, from overseas. If they're American, um, big time players that are wanting to come and play here now that are, that are well known. Um, so I think from a, a money standpoint, um, from being able to purchase players, uh, America is easily able to match that. Um, technically, I'd say they are much better. Um, tactically, I think they probably spend more time on um, the nitty gritties of the tactics than we do. Um, but physically uh, here, I would say even game day, game day operations, um, those sorts of things um, for the whole professionalism um, here in terms of how they treat the players, probably at a better level now. Um, so they have good and bad points to both. Well, I wouldn't say bad points, but just different points. But uh, yeah, when I compare the MLS now, it is um, – give it a, even a couple more years. And I don't see why they can't compete even more than what they do now. It's really a, a top league. Nice, nice. Now, what tips do you have for young keepers who want to become better or go pro? Yeah, uh, good question. Um, I'd say the biggest thing for a goalkeeper, um, I think you know, but if your listeners don't, I own a soccer academy. Um, and I, I tell our coaches to really focus with the keepers on technique over everything. Um, in the States, we're usually pretty physically gifted, um, but technique, technique, technique. If you've got poor technique, you might get away with it at like a 13, 14 year old age group. But if you go pro, you're gonna get found out if you've got crappy technique. Like if your technique's bad, um, you know, you're not gonna be able to get up and get the right hand to the ball and so on. So if you're gonna focus on anything as a young player, um, spend hours upon hours doing your, the, the right technique. Nice, nice. Now, when you were young, what players and keepers did you look up to? Yeah, cool question. Um, so, being in Australia, we'd get up really early and watch the Premier League. Um, so, a team I supported when I was younger um, was Leeds. And Leeds had a bunch of Australians. Um, they had Harry Kuehl, Mark Viduka. Um, they had a goalkeeper, Milosevic, as well playing um i think there was one more they had as well and i can't recall who it is now um uh, but they had a number of australians so i would watch those guys all the time um and and i really enjoyed watching baduka and kuo play i thought they were awesome for a keeper um because it was a team i liked to watch it was milosevic he was good um spent most of his time as a number two um 
but as uh, as someone I really looked up to when I was younger, there was two guys. Oliver Kahn was one I thought was like just his demeanor. He was just killing people and his own team, even if they're making mistakes, he's letting them know he just wore his heart on his sleeve. And I identify with that. I play the same way. I have my heart on my sleeve sometimes to a fault. Um, But uh, the other one I would say would be Julio Cesar uh, when he was at, at Inter, like he always had like the style and I looked at him and like, Hey man, this guy is legit. He's amazing. Um, so now I've got, um, we played Benfica. I spoke to him before the game. Um, I sent him a message and I said, Julio, after the game, man, you need to give me your Jersey, please. You were an idol of mine growing up. So please. And he was like, if you throw some goals at the back of the net today, I'll give you a Jersey. Sure enough, <laughs> after the game, he, he gave me his Jersey. So that was, that's pretty cool. I still got that here at home. Nice man. Amazing yeah. story. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, did you play any other sports when you were young? Um, yeah, uh, I played a lot in Australia. We played cricket. So I played cricket at a pretty competitive youth level. Um, so again, um, I had to kind of choose between soccer and cricket. Um, uh, when we got to it, there's a program called Emerging Players. And it's basically, they choose the best young kids um, and, and group them into like a, a, a pool of 20, 25 across various age groups. So that was kind of like the first pathway to going to pro. Um, however, in Australia, like to make it as a pro, some guys are only getting their first opportunity at like 30 years old, 32, 33. So they're like working, playing pro soccer, uh, pro cricket as well, but like never really making enough to kind of, um, you know, call that a full-time gig. So I said, you know what, in soccer, you're going to know by the time you're 16, 17, if you're going to be um, any decent or you got a chance and you can be signed a lot earlier. So um, that's, I went the soccer route, but I also played at school. Yeah, Australia is a huge sporting country. We played basketball. I lived on a golf course growing up uh, out in the country. So I played a lot of golf. One of my friends is a current golf pro. Um, he lived on the other side of the golf course. Yeah. So we're full of sports over there, but yeah, I played a ton of that growing up. Nice, man. That's cool. Cricket's hard actually. Man, you know what? It's like um, very technical as well. Very mental more than anything, because if you think about it, it's a team sport, but very individualized within a team sport, almost like a goalkeeper. I say, uh, I say as soccer is a team sport until the goalkeeper makes a mistake. And then it's like goalkeeper's fault. You're, you're not part of the team anymore. Uh, but for cricket, it's similar because you're a batter and it's you against the bowler and everybody else is, is kind of out there just participating. But um, individually, you can't blame somebody else for getting out. Or if you're really bad at bowling the ball, you can't blame anybody because it's just you. So um, mentally, you got to be strong. But yeah, it's um, it's a cool sport. It's fun for once you understand it. Like I, I have yeah. friends here that just don't get it. Like, isn't it like baseball? I mean, yeah, it's similar. But uh, if you don't understand it, you probably won't enjoy it. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right. This question: How do you make yourself big on a one-on-one situation? Good question. Um, so I say there's two different types of, um, with one-on-one, um, situations. There is the, the ball that's kind of like a through ball and the guy, the ball's played in in between you and the attacker. So you might have to come out and go down like in a diving motion. That's the one, um, one-on-one. So with that, it's kind of just timing and, and making sure you're going directly through the ball in line with the ball. Um, so you can. You know, if the striker does come, you're going through him and you're on the ground. The other one is more like the spread save where you kind of just, you know, use your knee or your thigh. Sometimes you turn your body. And that biggest one for, for that is 
again, keeping your, your, your chest in line with the ball because you'll see a lot of guys come out and if they take the wrong line, they turn their body, the ball goes beside them. Um, so again, if you're going to be big, the biggest key for me is to one, quickly react to which, which um, 1v1 you're going to come out for. Is it a dive or is it you know, one where it's more of a reaction, like a little cutback and you've got to kind of jam it up? Um, but you got to get your body in line with the ball is key. If you take the wrong line, you can have the right technique, but the ball is going to go right by you. Um, and it happens at a pro level too. Guys go down um, and they just get the, the wrong line. So make sure you get into line first and go through the ball. Don't lean left or right, especially when you're, when you're turning. If you start leaning to the side, then balls go through you. Whereas if you go into the ball, um, you know, balls will more than likely come off your face, come off your chest or any other part of your body. So uh, go into the ball. Nice. I'm going to try it next time. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Let me shoot some on you this time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's answer a few fans. Uh, first one from Sam. He says, which player had some of the hardest shots to save? Which player had some of the hardest shots to save? That is um, a really good question. Um, I am going to say there was a guy from Benfica, um, Cardoso. He, he hit a, a pretty decent ball. I actually just seen some highlights the other day from a game that we played Benfica, and he hit one like from out wide, and it was just moving, and it was, and it was going all over the place. He hits a good ball. Um, we had a guy in Toronto for a while. His name was Agar Akechi, and this Spanish guy. And this, this, if he can do anything, this kid can just smash a ball, and he literally can hit balls from, from anywhere. Um, and they were, they were moving, like they were, they were flying. So, uh, um, Agar most recently someone I played with, but everybody was kind of like, okay, kid hits a good ball. Um, and he hit a really good free kick as well. He could just dip it and hit it, hit it very well. So yeah, they would be two that come to mind from kind of, um, from Europe. Um, trying to think that's a good question. I haven't really sat down and thought about who crushes the ball so much, but those two definitely come to mind right off the top of my head. Nice. Nice. All right, next one from John. He said, what was the favorite moment of your career? Wow. Wow, wow. There's a lot to choose, but try and give us one. <laughs> Nothing to do um, at a senior level, more as a, at, a, at a junior level. I specifically remember... Um, the time when I was playing for Liverpool in the academy. And once I went there, I was like, whoa, this is kind of like next level. It's a big deal. And you could just feel the aura of the place. Um, and we played my first game with them was against Man United. And on the other team at the time, they had PK. They had, um, who else would they have that you guys might know? Um, their goalkeeper, his name escapes me now, he ended up playing for the first team. And uh, Heaton, Tom Heaton, um, I believe is who it was. So they had like a number of good players. And there's probably more there that if I really went back and took a look at, I'd be like, oh, well, okay. Um, but at the time, we played the, the youth games at the training grounds usually. So we went to Carrington and played at their place. And it was the day of a game. And Alex Ferguson used to make his players come in in the morning and do a jog and like a, a stretch. Um, so while we're playing, we see Ferguson 
I looked over, there was Giggs, there was Rooney, there's all these guys just hanging out, watching the game, stretching up against the fence. Uh, and from a guy like me, again, I didn't grow up in Europe where, you know, um, going to an academy, you, you start that at six or seven. For us from, from Australia, it's a big deal. Uh, and they It was probably that's a moment that I will really um, remember for a long time because that's when it really hit me like, hey, you, you're onto something here and you need to, you know, get better. <laughs> so that's kind of what, what, what I remember, but it was a cool moment. Nice, nice. Amazing. Uh, all right. This one's from George. He says, how far can you kick a ball? Uh, good question. Uh, depends. Off the ground, um, I would say somewhere between – um, over halfway, like just to the other D, uh, the other side of the D there, usually is where a keeper's hitting um, goal kick somewhere in there. Um, out of my hands, um, I, can, I can hit a decent long ball. Um, I would, I've hit some before from 18 to 18. I'm sure there's a little wind behind me. Um, but, yeah, I think nowadays, in terms of how far, I never, never really get behind. That's crazy. <laughs> nice, man. All right. Two more questions. Uh, what's your favorite goalkeeper drill? My favorite goalkeeper drill. Um, I would say my favorite keeper drill is simply catching half volleys on an angle where the coach is just like hitting them in and around you. You're going to have to dive a little bit. Uh, you might have to make some, some bigger saves, but um, there's nothing better than when someone hits a half volley and you just kind of stick it and it's right between your hands. And even if you're diving, um, for me, half volleys on an angle are just like a huge confidence booster and I could do that all afternoon, no problem. Just a quick repetition of like 10 balls, bang, 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 bang. Um, yeah, very, very... Um nice, nice. All right, last one from Alex. He says, do goalkeeper gloves make a difference and which ones do you prefer? Caleb, you there? Caleb? Ah, uh, yeah.
Yeah, yeah, it's a bit laggy, but I can hear you a bit. Yeah, it's good now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah. Yeah, so do goalkeeper gloves make a difference and which ones do you prefer? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think they do. I think that the keeper gloves are, um, are key to your feel and how you play. Um, I think that, um, you know, nowadays you're all about the cut, you roll finger, negative, uh, negative cut and those sorts of things. Um, for me, I use Epic um, goalkeeping gloves. Um, a friend of mine owns it. So I kind of just went with him um, because he's a friend. And then obviously I, I like the gloves. Um, and every year he's made better better gloves um, from, from when he first started. And he's got a really cool pair right now. It's an all white, um, it's called uh, the glue glove. And on the inside of the finger here, it has a mustache. So when you hold it up, it's got like a mustache on the inside of the finger. It's pretty cool. Um, so just a bit of fun. But yeah, he's, I'm using Epic right now. But, you know, everybody's got their own style. I used to use uh, Adidas when I was um, – in the league as well, I've had solo potatoes. I've had um, a number of other gloves. Um, but what I don't like is when manufacturers just change the model year to year, like completely change. They're not even close to being the same. So you always get used to a certain style. Then all of a sudden next year, um, they, they come up with something completely different. I don't like that. Yeah. All right, man. Awesome. Good talking to you. Good to Likewise. You. Likewise. Thanks, Thanks for having and by the way, I have to say, you're crushing it with the TikTok. I've seen something like, was it 60 million views? Yeah, last that's month. That's ridiculous, man. So yeah. uh, there you go. I'm sure, I'm sure all these guys know that. But I, when I seen that, I was like, hey, that's different levels. In a month, that's like unheard of. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, man, for sure. So that, I know this quarantine right now. It's been, that's all I've been looking at is this TikTok thing. Like I'm, I'm new to the whole TikTok game. I feel like an old man. Yeah. But, I think, uh, I think you can crush it there, you know? Ah, we'll see. I'll post up, but it's, tell you what, it's addicting though. It's like, you just sit yeah. there and scroll and scroll and you see yeah. so much stuff. It's, it's addicting. So I'd hate to see my, uh, how many hours screen time I've had on, uh, on TikTok. <laughs> if it tells me it's, it's yeah. not going to be pretty. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Once you open it, you can't stop. Yeah, that's it. It just keeps swiping and swiping. So, uh, anyway. But cool, man. Thanks for having me on and um, sure. hope everybody enjoyed it. For sure, man. We'll see you we'll, soon. Yeah, Take we'll care. Be, yeah, you too. Stay safe and uh, yeah. everybody else stay safe and we'll, uh, we'll be in touch. Sounds good. Thanks. Cool. Thanks, brother. You. Take care. Perfect. See you. See you.